Are you looking for the perfect gift for you or a friend that loves dogs and fitness? Dogs and Deadlifts has you covered with merchandise and giftware including t-shirts, hoodies, cushion covers, mugs, plus much more. Head over to teespring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. That's T double E spring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. Or check out the link in the podcast notes. Welcome to the Dogs and Deadlifts Building Better Dogs and People podcast. Join your host, Daniel Rose, as we discuss everything canine and human strength and conditioning. We talk to experts, hear from people in the know, and just talk the latest on strength and conditioning for both people and their pups. We are about building better dogs and people. Good morning and welcome back to the, the Dogs and Deadlifts podcast. So this morning I have uh, all the way from the United States, uh, Andy Sigus from uh, Canine Athletes. Good morning or good evening, I should say. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be on your show. It's, um, I've listened to a few of your episodes and I've really enjoyed them and I think you're doing a great thing for, um, you know, the not only the people, but, you know, a lot of information that people are going to be learning from your podcast that can help their dogs. And that's really what I think you started this whole podcast yeah. that was the reason behind it yes look thank you very much and like i said it's uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you here i really i do really appreciate that um yeah you know and you know i just on that you know hoping to uh help spread the word um around um you know not just performance dogs but just uh you know dogs and uh um health and wellness in in general so uh thank you very much and um so but i was going to say it is looks like it's freezing over there man, <laughs> oh, man. it's brutal i live in upstate new york yep. so i'm about an hour away from niagara falls canada mm-hmm. and uh the winters man they're brutal we get hammered with lake effect snow and mm-hmm. negative degrees and it's just and it's long it starts in like the end of october and it doesn't break i mean last year the first week of may i got snow up here man wow. it was you know it didn't stick but i mean yeah. it's just long winters man we we're dying for sun you know yeah yeah <laughs> well currently uh you know here in australia we're what we're in our summer and um you know i'm sitting here in a, a t-shirt and um you know a pair of board shorts <laughs> yeah, <beautiful. laughs> yeah no nah. well mate let's jump let's jump straight in um you know can you okay. give it give us a little bit of um background about you know yourself uh your you know your dogs how how things sort of came to be um if that's cool Yeah. So, um, like I said, my name is Andy Segas. I'm from upstate New York. Um, I've, um, you know, growing up, I've always had dogs around the house and, um, my grandfather always had hunting dogs outside on the chain and just, I was always around animals. My dad had a racehorse, stuff like that, you know, so animal husbandry was always just something that I just grew up with. It, it's come natural to me. Um, and, and I enjoy the company of animals, you know, a lot of times more so than people. <laughs> and I think a lot of us can probably relate to that, you know. Um, 
you know, and if you fast forward, when I was 16, I got my first American Pitbull Terrier. Mm -hmm. And um, that kind of happened. Um, I didn't know too much about the breed or anything, but talking to friends and stuff and um, a friend lent me the um, truth about the American Pitbull Terrier book by Richard Stratton. Not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's very popular. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I mean, man, that's the book that gets everybody hooked, right? It, if you're familiar with Pitbulls, you read that book and you're like, this is the dog, you know, I got to have one. Yeah. And um, can you, can you I never owned another breed since, yep, you know. For sure. Uh, some of those old school books are hard to get, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this was back. I mean, I know, I know, I look young, but man, I'm forty. <laughs> I'm almost forty-three. So um, this was back 20, 30 years ago, or whatever. You know, actually, yeah. it was probably about yeah, probably about thirty years ago, twenty-eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So they were a little easier to find. Then now you got to go on eBay and overpay for them. <laughs> you know, they're not printed anymore. But um, yeah, so I got my first dog, and then man, it just it just snowballed. I was hooked. It this is you know, this, these are, these dogs make me happy. And since that time I've owned between 10 to 30 American Pitbull Terriers until today, you know, it's, yep. it's just, so when it comes down to, you know, when people say they know dogs, I mean, that's, that's fine. But man, I know dogs on a, on a different level because I've had just so many, the yep. quantity and, and managing them and getting to know them on an individual basis, every dog. Yep. you know so you know there's some things that i might say that might offend some people they might not understand it but just know it's coming from my heart and it's, i live this like this is not just me posting on social media and people that really know me they they know like this is my life the dogs are my life yeah so yeah. Um, from there i kind of started getting a little bit of popularity through social media and starting to go to dog shows the adba dog shows mm -hmm. And, you know, my dogs performed well, they, it was easy for them. It was easy for me, the shows, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I was asked to start judging and, um, after a couple of years of showing and, um, I was two times most, my rookie season, I was the most requested judge. I, um, one dog man of the year, my dog Lucho won, uh, champion of the number one ranked champion of champions in 2017. I mean, it's just been kiss, you know, it's just been just been a kind of a whirlwind type of I like I never had these goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was just I just love dogs. I want to raise them and I want to do yep. stuff with them, right? Yep. And then it then it just got crazy with all the shows and people. My DMs are crazy, man. It's like every day they're you know, and it's cool. I love it, but it's just it was never part of any like long-term goal or plan of mine. It just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. yeah no it's yeah. awesome and i love how things sometimes just organically grow you know and uh you know a yeah. perfect a perfect example is yourself but also you know fuck i i started rolling out some podcasts and all of a sudden people are saying hey can you can you can you interview this person i'm like oh okay <laughs> no, you know? yeah, yeah. Of, of, of course i can you know um so i love how you know um yeah just things just organically grow and uh you know if you're passionate about it and and i you know i know that you are and you know it comes yeah. through you know and that's why obviously you know look i bought i i've got one of your collars i've got one of your t-shirts you know for you know from k-line athletes maybe a year or two ago you know and uh oh, you wow. know, <laughs> yeah 
you know. Uh, and I, I've been, you know, I've been following along, and I'm like, yeah, I really, you know, wanted to, um, you know, to talk to you because it, your passion comes through, obviously, um, you know, in your blog posts and things like that. So really, really awesome to, like I said, to have you. And you know, these are your opinions, and this is what works for you. You know, yeah. I always, I always joke around about who gives a fuck what other people think. You know, um, at the end of the day, as you mentioned this is you and this is what you're passionate about. And this is what works for you. You know, that's it. There's more than one way to skin a cat and mm -hmm. everybody, um, you know, has their own opinions and mm -hmm. different ways of doing things. And that's what makes us individuals. And, you know, there's, to me, it's like, you know, especially with dogs, you know, it's a lot of people want to just say, this is the way to do it. This mm -hmm. is, this is the way, you know, yeah. and try to force the dogs into this way of doing things. And that's, I think, I think it's a lot better if you treat them as individuals and adapt to what they're good at, you know, evaluate strengths and weaknesses and adapt accordingly, you know, and I think things will be a lot more enjoyable and, you know, you got to get that dog. Not all dogs are great at all things, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to put the dog in the right seat on the bus to succeed. You know what I mean? It just, to me, like I have for an example is a dog that's just, he was a physical specimen, right? He's here. Well, he was here on my yard and um, he, he was a champion at the dog shows, but he just, for me, for what I'm looking for in my dogs, he was missing a little something. Yep. Great dog, right? Yeah. I give him to a dog trainer, my friend who does Schutzen and IPO work up in um, Buffalo. And man, this dog is, she's in head over heels. You know, the dog, his right seat on the bus wasn't here with me. It was with her. And they're, you know, and she, she's given him everything he needs and he's giving it back. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, look, I, look, I've done the same, you know, before and people come to me and why did you, why did you move that dog on? Because it wasn't right for me. Yeah. But you know, with him or her, he's just crushing it, you know, you know, and um, it's like, yeah. I said, it's beautiful to see that, um, you know, the dog, um, forms a bond and just adapts, you know, and just uh, thrives with that particular person. But, you know, there's just little things that potentially you have seen or, or just, you know, like you said, he's at the back of the bus, you know, causing, you know, throwing airplanes and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like if I didn't have 20 other dogs here, mm -hmm. maybe he would be my all-star, right? Yep. But I've got this bigger pool of selection too. And when you're trying to get excellence, you need selection. It's very important. That's why, you know, rugby teams and NFL teams, they have, um, you know, they start out training camp with 80, 80 players and they dwindle it down to 50 or whatever, you know, because you need that competition and that selection to, to get to the best, you know. And that's why a lot of people complain, you know, at the dog shows because they love their dogs, man. They really love their dogs and they're, they're devastated when they don't win. Mm -hmm. you know but they've got two dogs and yep. their house pets and yep. what are the chances one of those two dogs are going to be the next champion of champions you know the next mm -hmm. number one ranked dog it's yep. it's low percentage you need yep. numbers you know what i mean you, yep. it's just so it's, it's hard it's hard to watch people get really down and sad when they don't win but it's like <laughs> it's easier for me to win because i've got more selection you know mm -hmm. i can bring 
the dog that's probably you know what i mean i don't just have two to pick from i've got 20 30 and and that uh you know you get you know for that person that's got the one or the two they you know they may be waiting three years for a pup and uh you know for instance and and uh, they don't get their selection. They get the selection that you t- you give them, you know, or, or that particular person, uh-huh. if, they're, yeah. if they're lucky to get a pup at all, you know? That's a whole nother topic, man. <laughs> and it, and, it, and it's, it, it's, it's like, so when you're getting a pup from somebody, so you're, you're trusting their decisions, their breeding decisions to start with, okay? Yeah. Do they have the, the knowledge to breed, to make two dogs together and get a high percentage of getting excellent dogs? Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe they do have it, but yeah. guess what? They're probably going to, if, if, they're, if they're that, you know, experienced, they're going to be able to pick their pups probably better than, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, yeah. so you're going to take the ones they don't want, yeah. you know, it's like, that's why I don't sell dogs. I don't sell pups. I keep them all. I breed them, keep them. And then I've got, you know what I mean? And then I've got them and then yeah. and it's hard enough to find good homes as it is. Yeah. 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 Especially with the American Pitbull Terriers. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, people do bad things. Yeah, for sure. Mate, let's, um, I suppose, break it down. Um, you know, let's talk about pit bull shows. Um, you know, sure. obviously you mentioned, you, you're, you know, you've competed, you're a judge, but uh, some of our listeners won't um, have been exposed to that. Can you uh, just sort of break that down for us a little bit? Yeah. So, um the the American Pitbull Terrier um, dog shows are put on by the American Dog Breeders Association, mm-hmm. and um, they've been around since 1909, and um, they focus solely on American Pitbull Terriers. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the confirmation show itself is no different than AKC, UK, UKC, mm-hmm. um, typical dog shows, confirmation shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one difference that you'll see is um, that the judges don't disqualify dogs or, you know, negatively impact a dog for being dog aggressive inside of the show ring. Mm-hmm. Because if you know the breed, it's, it was originated, its original purpose was dog fighting, right? So these dogs are, it's in them to be naturally dog aggressive and to, to hold that against these dogs um you know it's it's just not fair to dogs it's it's it'd be like holding it against a beagle you know that wants to chase rabbits you know it's just who they are um now when you're in the ring you have to be responsible and you have to make sure that your dogs are under control and you know that kind of thing but as long as you keep safe distance and stuff like that so that's pretty much the biggest thing that you'll notice and and people get confused when they see ADBA shows is like, oh my God, this is crazy. These dogs are barking at each other, you know? And it's like, yeah, but you know, it's, these are pit bulls, they're not poodles. Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep that in mind. Um, But when when you're in the ring, the judge is judging the dog based on, you know, the number one criteria is does the dog have type? Does this dog look like an American pit bull terrier? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then they're judging the dog's confirmation. So you know, that's basic physiology. Like how's the dog built? How's the dog, um, you know, his structure? Is it athletic? You know, there's a written standard that the judges mm-hmm. are judged by. They're not judged against each other per se. It's another thing mm-hmm. people think this dog, you know, they're all judged against, no, they're judged against the standard mm-hmm. and how closely they meet the ADVA standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you take the whole Good judges take the whole dog under consideration and based on how he's built, 
his attitude, how he acts, you know, is he confident? The pit bull should be confident. Um, they don't necessarily have to be going crazy and barking and, you know, that kind of crazy stuff. Yep. But it is a dog show, and dogs that do that get a little bit more attention, you know, they show off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you see, it's just a confirmation show, and they're, um, it's cool because it's something positive and legal to do with your dogs, especially this breed, mm-hmm. and in social. You know, you get to hang out with like-minded people and, and um, it, it's a good time as long as you don't take it too seriously. You know, a lot of people um, don't keep things in their proper perspective and all the, you know, if they don't win, they lose their mind. And that's, it's not what the shows are about. At least I don't think they should be about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's funny that, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, for instance, the local laws, you talk about type and standard, you know, a lot of local laws officers here couldn't differentiate uh, you know uh, people <laughs> you know probably fr- pretty common around you know um yeah so even in the united states and canada i mean it's just tough because every any dog that you know they're just labeled pitbull yeah. you know and it's half the time it's not even pitbull and it's you know but it gets the headlines and it's you know the breed's got such a bad reputation and um yeah. you know unfortunately um it's it's a difficult thing the adba is doing their best to help and you know mm-hmm. we just got to just keep just keep it in mind that you know we got to be responsible and always kind of showcase the dogs in their best light and mm-hmm. you know um, you know try to keep them out of the bad people's hands for sure and what about um on the on this performance side you know the performance events that you got going you know um yeah they've got uh they've got they just started you know maybe five years ago or so um top dog events Mm -hmm. which um basically is um you know it's basically a competition with three events it's um treadmill race Mm -hmm. uh wall climb and uh lure course Mm -hmm. so um the dogs will compete against each other in those three events and the scores um are tallied up at the end and the winners the top three are awarded uh you know ribbons and um actually lucho is a top dog too he's he's i think the second dog the second grand champion to ever win um to be titled in top dog which is pretty cool because uh you know to be honest and especially in the united states most of these dogs the top confirmation dogs they're not doing sports yeah okay they're just staying in the ring, man. It's, it's, mm-hmm. the, the handlers, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's that the dogs can, you know, it's like the sport people and the confirmation people are kind of separated, in, at least in the US. In Europe, it's a lot different. In Europe, they, I mean, they're crazy. They do. If they're in the ring, they're in the, the sports too. They, they're big into their sports. Yeah. Um, but that's been one of the tough things in the US to get the confirmate more confirmation dogs into the sports. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if it's they don't want to train the dogs or if it's uh, mm-hmm. the dogs don't have the drive or what. I'm not sure what it is. But, yeah, uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a lot more. The sports are a lot more fun than confirmation. <laughs> you know yeah that's right and that's uh that was going to lead me into you know that obviously um that's that's our you know my passion in regards to uh you know sports and performance and uh you know getting the uh the dogs prepped and you know as you probably mentioned you know heard you know slap milled you know drag work that sort of stuff um yeah you know so i'd love to 
you know, I sort of sidetrack a little bit and, and have a chat about that sort of stuff, if that's, if that's all right. Um, you know, yeah. you, you doing a bit of prep or uh, um, for, let's just say, you know, your, even just your philosophies on it, mate. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I guess the first thing you have to think about is what is your goal, right? So what are you training for? What are you trying to achieve, yep. you know, at the end? Um, for, for me, you know, I'm just looking for overall physical fitness most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the dog's in the show ring, you want them to be at their lowest weight without losing strength and endurance, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, really the way I start is I, I, I feel like a mistake most people make is that they start too late. They don't give themselves enough time to really get into good shape, you know. And I think humans, I think it happens with humans too, you know. No one has patience, right? They all they want results overnight, and I mean, it just doesn't happen. Anymore. That's right. Um, so you start. I start about twelve weeks out, you know, and I just the first two weeks are nothing. We just hand walk. Uh-huh. It might just be twenty minutes of hand walking. That's it. Yep. You know, getting them used to. It's getting the dog used to the routine. It's getting yourself used to the routine too. Yep. You can't forget about yourself, you know, and, you, and I just, you do, you figure, you got to figure out what works for you. Like I could give you step-by-step directions, hmm. but if it doesn't work for you and your schedule and you can't be consistent with it, uh-huh. it's not going to work. So uh-huh. there's got to be a little give to where like it works with your schedule because we all got stuff going on. We got jobs, we got, you know, so for me, what I found works the best is working my dogs, um, five days a week and then give myself and the dog the weekend off. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a perfect world, I would probably do three days on one day off, but then it screws up my weekends and, you know, so I, I don't do, I just stick with that. But, um, and then, you know, it's just finding out what the dog likes to do. So if the dog likes to run sprints, we run sprints. The dog likes to run the mill, you know, flirt pole is probably my favorite exercise and most of my dogs love the flare pole and I get them used to it as pups, you know, but, um, it's really, it's really about just cause anything will work, man. Um, simple things like throwing the ball and running sprints. It's uh-huh. great. The heart rate up. Um, but it really, it really comes down to the dog. Like, um, I, I drag some chains, you know, I drag some weight sometimes, but I don't do a lot of it. You know, my dogs really aren't into it and, um, I'm not really ever, comp- you know, trying to get my dog's bulky muscles where I'm trying to like compete in weight pull or anything. Yep. I've never done that. Yep. So like, we'll do it if I've get, you know, but most of the time I don't really do too much dragging, which, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people do. Yep. Um, I just personally don't, you know, I focus more on speed and agility and like, uh, mm-hmm. I get my, they're still strong. The dogs are still strong, but from other, other methods, whether it be, yep. Just simply hand walking and puts the strength into them because they're always pulling. Yeah, yeah. You know, my dogs are always pulling. If you really want to get crazy, you get somebody to walk out in front of you about fifty yards with another dog, <laughs> and they, you know, and then they're really dry, you're really pulling. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much how I do it. And then yeah. you know, as you wind down to the end of the towards you know whenever your competition date is that last week, you just gotta. Kind of like, you, you know how it goes with working out, you know, you mm-hmm. taper back and you want to be fresh for the show day, you know, so yep. um, I taper back to work. And so, and then when it comes time for the, for the show, they're like, they're fresh and they got they're full of energy. Their eyes are bright. They're just ready to go. 
Yeah, awesome. And w- would you? I, I know, I know you will agree, but because uh, you know you've got a po- you've got a blog on it, but uh, you know a oh. lot a lot of foundations are um, you know around nutrition. Yeah. Oh, nutrition's key. It's critical. Yeah, yeah. Um, for humans too. For sure, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, you you know you can you can run. You know, let's just say a human. You know, you can run or you can go to the you know to CrossFit or the gym. You know, f- five days a week. But dude, if you're still putting fucking cheeseburgers or Mac, you know Big Macs in your mouth, you know, you know you're, no. you're, not, you're definitely not uh, you know losing that, those pounds. You know. No, and you know you can get away with that stuff when you're young. <laughs> A lot more easy, a lot easier than you can when you're older, right? So, and, and the same concepts apply to the dog. That's why I don't understand. I mean, these, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I trust me, man. I've done both. I've fed kibble. I've fed raw. There's there's good kibble out there, and if you mm-hmm. choose to feed kibble, that's great. Like I'm not hating on it, mm-hmm. but don't try to tell me it's better than feeding the balanced species appropriate raw diet because mm-hmm. it just isn't. It's, mm-hmm. it's just science, man. Yep. And I've done I've done both. You know, like I've mm-hmm. literally done both. I can see the difference. And wh- where you really see it is the longevity of the dog. Like yep. my dog Lucho just won the champion cup in the fall. He's nine years old, man. That stuff doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. He won top dog at nine years old. Like, come on. Like yep. it's because they don't age like a kibble fed dog. Mm-hmm. And, and with humans, if you're eating crappy, you age, you age faster. You know, you can get away with eating that bad food, mm-hmm. having that bad nutrition when you're young. And people will tell you, yeah, yeah, but, you know, my dog eats kibble and he's this, that, and he won this, this, that. Okay, great. That's fine. Like Muhammad Ali could eat McDonald's and he's still going to be Muhammad Ali, right? But as he got older, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a longevity thing and genetics do play a part in it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, but if you want to do your best, you know, I, I really feel a raw fed dog is healthier, mm-hmm. Um you know, it's just, it's just simply, I mean, I've seen it. It's the single best thing I've ever done for my dogs. And that happened about, I think it was about 2008, 2009 when I started feeding raw. Yeah. And was that, you know, was that like a, you know, a, a light bulb moment? What, what do you feel like happened there? Like, ah, this got, there's got to be something better or my dogs can, you know, do better. What, what would give you, what, you know, what, yeah. what were you thinking? <laughs> you know? What it was is, um, honestly, is, you know, because, you know, I have a yard full of dogs. I got quite a few dogs and um, I was buying pallets of um, dog food at the time, kibble. Mm -hmm. And um, just because I could buy it in bulk and I'd have it, you know. And um, the problem is I had two dogs die and one almost died. And and it was like out of the blue. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. And one dog was at my mom's house, but it was eating the same food. And that's how I like, I was like. It's the only logical explanation because that dog wasn't even at my house. Like how, how did that dog die too? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with diamond dog food, but they, they have a lot of recalls. It's, it's a U.S. They probably aren't in. Uh, no, I'm Australia, not They um, yeah. So man, after that, I said, cause you know, I've always heard about raw, but I just, it's hard when you're used to doing something right. It's yep. hard to change. And I was always a little bit nervous about it. Maybe I'm not going to do it right. And you hear people talk about it's got to be balanced, this, that. So then I'm thinking and I'm just like, well, when I eat every day, I just kind of eat. Like, I don't worry about what I, if what I'm eating is perfectly balanced, right? Mm -hmm. 
So like, as long as I'm feeding my dogs a nice mixture of food, I'm just like, I'm going to try it because at least I know this dog is eating this piece of chicken. Like this is real chicken. I know that. Yeah. I don't know what that little kibble thing. I don't know what's in that kibble thing. I'm trusting these, these people that are making money off of me, you know? And so I just started, man. And then, wow, I'm like, wow, what a difference. And um, yeah. like I said, it's just been, it's not that hard, you know, it takes a little bit more time on the front end, but you save it on the back end with cleaning up and, um, you know, vet bills and that sort of thing. It's been, it's been amazing, man. It really has. And I urge everyone to at least consider it, yep. you know, just consider it. And, and I've, you know, in, in a previous podcast, you know, we said, um, you know, had an interview with someone else, you know, even just start, you know, adding just a, a smidgen, you know, like a, a small portion and, and, and build from there, you know, you don't have to, uh, you know, get, go, go down to your local, you know, feed store or, or um, you know, butcher and right. just start straight away, you know, just start small. Yeah. Yeah. Just try, you know, yeah. and, and, and not only with raw food or anything, it's just everything you, you know, anything, just try. Cause a lot of people are scared to make mistakes, but man, that's how we learn. Mm -hmm. Like I, I take advice from people, but most of it goes in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. I like to learn by, by doing right. Mm -hmm. If I want to see what's going to happen when I feed my dog, this coconut oil, right? Mm -hmm. After it's after his training or whatever. You know, like it doesn't it just just try something, see what happens. Mm -hmm. The dog's not gonna die. Let's experimenting is how you're gonna progress, you know, try different things and mm -hmm. and don't take my word for it. Mm -hmm. Experience it yourself and make a decision. Yeah, for sure. And I know that you, like I said, I mentioned earlier, you've got a, a bit of a blog post on your on your website about that. So I can link to that if you, that's cool. Um, if anyone yeah, wants definitely. to, anyone wants to see um, what you're exactly doing um, and how you sort of break it down, um, I can link to in the show notes uh, for that. For no dramas, mate. Oh, great! That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I know that um, you know you've uh, you know you've been traveling the world, and we're, we're talking about uh, you know your Italian heritage and good co good coffee, and uh, you know uh, I know COVID has uh, thrown a, a few spanners in the works this past you know year, but um, you know before that, I you know um, Italy, Poland, you know, tell us a little bit about your uh, your travels, man. Yeah, man. So um, you know, honestly when I started, um, judging, it just kind of got crazy. And, um, I, I've been flying all over the place, judging dogs. It's been, it's been amazing. Um, but before that I used to travel too. Like I, I went to spent three weeks in Australia down in Brisbane on the sunshine coast. Yeah. And I was in my twenties and I loved it. Went fishing in Malulaba and, um, it was, it was the, it was the best. It went to Steve Irwin zoo, you know, it was right after he died um, yeah. a few years and, just had a great experience down in Australia. I just wish it wasn't so far because that mm. flight was brutal. It is, man. It is very brutal. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so, you know, um, in a bunch of places, my, my one, like, Italy is like my second home in my mind. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, growing up, my grandmother being from Italy and just um, the way I grew up, it's just, you know, that first flight that I took to Italy in 2015, it was just it was crazy it was it was thanksgiving day so there was no one on the airplane and i remember just sitting on the airplane looking out the window at the swiss alps like i'm in italy and, and i'm here because of the american pit bull terrier which is just the craziest thing yep. you know this passion of mine as a kid mm -hmm. i would have never thought 
25 years later or whatever it is that they would literally bring me to Italy, yep. you know, to bring me to Poland, to Spain, mm -hmm. to Czech Republic, to Netherlands, you know, just all these places, all because of my love for the breed, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's really humbling that people, um, you know, value my opinion so much that they want to mm -hmm. invest in my, my, you know, my opinion to judge mm -hmm. their dogs. It's really, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, like you said, it, how things just start, how does things start, you know, but, yeah. you know, to, to be, a, you know, for me to be, a, you know, to, to really have these opportunities you know you're really you know and you know you're passionate and you've done you've done the the uh the hard work you know you're like you're not just taking a stab in the dark you you know you know things inside out yeah and um you know for people out there to really be you know i encourage everyone to really be invested in in your dogs and and really understand you know if it's the people you know the standard what's expected you know really be you know, an, a, an authority on what you, what you have to, you know, your, your dog and your type. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important, especially with the American Pitbull Terrier because they're so misunderstood mm -hmm. and um, they're a dog that's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've gotten way too popular. Same thing's happening with the Belgian Malinois and uh, you know what I mean? It's just these dogs and, and they're great dogs, but they're not for everybody. Yep. And, um, you know, as they get, as the popularity increases and people try to take advantage of the breed to make money and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a bad thing. So if you are going to own one of these dogs, know who they are, know their origin, their history, know why they're the way that they are and be responsible enough to own one because otherwise you're really doing the breed a disservice and, um, you know, one thing I really don't like is people that make a business out of the dogs, you know, and mm -hmm. in terms of breeding and selling the dogs, man, yep. they, you know, it's just, it's just, um, you know, when something's motivated by money, that's kind of where it gets ruined. Mm -hmm. And uh, these dogs are so much more than that. And it just, I, I have sold dogs in the past and um, I stopped doing it years ago because it's just, it's just not worth it, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, unfortunately, it's a side of, um, you know, dogs that, uh, you know, we, we don't, we don't like, obviously, to, to see, you know, but there are, I ran into someone just only last week and you know she was pretty happy to tell me that she just made fifty thousand dollars you know <laughs> you know like from a litter i'm like uh, okay you know of not not pitbulls but you know a, a another breed and um that she did that for a full-time living and you know and another dog another bitch was in pup you know with another 10 i think she said you know so you know she's yeah. very very happy to tell me that um yeah uh the, the cash was flowing <laughs> like yeah, yeah i mean good for her you know what i mean but oh. it's not in the breed's best interest you know i agree look i agree um, my friend um, you're making breeding decisions based on money not based on yeah. you know the purity of what's in the best interest of breeding the best highest quality product, you know? so yeah yeah for sure um what i wanted to ask you as well i've been loving the look of this uh this dog uh, dog trotter of yours you know let's can you tell yeah. us a, yeah i can it's one sexy yeah. sexy beast mate <laughs> bob, uh, bob loomis is my friend he's the owner of dog trotter and mm -hmm. uh, i mean he's he makes the best slap mill i mean not only the best he's pretty much the only legitimate at least in the United States mm -hmm. business um, 
he's running an op, an actual literal, you know, professional business. Most guys are just building them out of their, their garage, which is fine, but you know, they don't have the craftsmanship or the attention to detail that the dog trotters have. And I mean, just like anything else, they're just a tool, right? They're a tool that they're convenient. They help, um, you know, they're very convenient when the weather's bad or maybe you're hung over a little bit and you don't really want to go do road work. Um, but it's, and for someone like me, who's got multiple dogs, it saves me a lot of time because, you know, and as you get older and stuff like that, but yeah, they're, they're amazing pieces of equipment. They're an investment, you know, yep. they're expensive, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, they hold their value. And I think, you know, they're, they're built to last, like they don't break down, you know, that kind of thing. You, you spend the money once and, um, you're serious about the dogs i think it's a good thing to have yeah um i remember so a friend of mine maybe i don't know 10 10 years ago or eight years ago bought a uh, you know a dog trotter you know imported it from australia and um you know it's it, you know it's awesome um you know it was fully fully custom for him but like i said it's a little bit on the the higher side but right here and now in australia um most people are, are jumping on you know other brands from europe and things like that um cup i've just ordered i've ordered um, a local you know a local uh, mill from a guy um heard some great great things so i'm hoping to have that in the next uh uh, couple of weeks but um i tell you i imported one from the philippines i don't know you probably you you know i imported one for the philippines eight years ago and i got shafted it was a mm -hmm, i'm not going to name the name of the uh the company but i know uh, it is you're not the only one i know at least i got mine though you know a lot of people oh, good. <laughs> i got it but it was uh i don't think i had to make some modifications and it was a piece of shit so <laughs> really? uh, yeah yeah and um i was very disappointed in that and uh only because of the cost you know like i was like oh this one's you know a fraction of the price i'll uh you know i might go t- and get one there and uh yeah there was uh it arrived at Brisbane airport. I lived, you know, I live in North Queensland. Um, so it was another nearly thousand dollars to freight to get it from the airport to my, uh, you know, to my house, which I didn't know that, uh, you know, I had to do, etc. But anyway, it was a mess. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to hear that. Ah, oh, you know, you live and learn, you know, these, these experiences, yep. you know, um, yep. but, but, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, I, since I seen your, you know, your canine athletes, um, dog trotter i'm just like that is beautiful <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, i've got four well i've got two mm-hmm. i've got two and i've got two uh old school robert lem treadmills that uh that i just love i i'm mm-hmm. so fond of those things yeah. I'm, they'll never leave me i love those things but um that's the good thing about bob at dog trotter um mm-hmm. you can trust them like the mm-hmm. guy he's been around for he's been building these mills since the 80s like yeah. he's not going anywhere like this is what he does yeah. so if you ever have any problems you got someone you can call and yeah. they're going to take care of you where like Joe Smo in his garage building the mill man that's I right. don't know in five years who knows where he's going to be that's yeah. right never see him again <laughs> right <laughs> no um awesome so I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to reach out to Bob but it's you know I, I know that he's a uh you know personal guy as well so uh you know I'd love to get him on on to have a chat um you know, on the podcast as well about, uh, you know, about those, but that's, you know, for another time. Um, yeah. But uh, mate, um, so, so I was going to, you know, the, uh, the creation of the brand, you know, um, like I said, it, it just sort of flowed um, previously, but um, 
how did that sort of come about? You know, like you, you're doing some really awesome things now, you know? Um, and yeah, how did that sort of just accumulate and just oh, bang, you know? Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, I don't know. It was never a plan. Like, you know, um, in 2010, I started a Facebook page called Canine Athletes, mm -hmm. just kind of like as a way to kind of give some information to other people, talk with like-minded people about, you know, different concepts and nutrition and, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, veterinary stuff, you know, just kind of a place just to kind of share knowledge. And I felt like it would keep me sharp too, because it would, you know, um, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with it. You know, it's just something I just one day decided to start and, um, you know, people liked it, you know, it just started kind of gaining traction and, um, I don't know, maybe 2014, something like that. My friend said, Hey man, why don't you make some t-shirts so we can wear them at the next dog show. Right. And I'm like, that sounds cool, but I don't have a logo and you know, I, I don't know how to like, so I called the print shop and the guy's like, you can make some shirts, but you can't make two. You got to make like 24. He's like, if you make two shirts, they're going to be like 60 bucks a piece. And I'm like, well, that's, that's too much, but what am I going to do with 24 t-shirts, you know? Yep. So man, I just put them on Facebook. I'm like, does anybody want to buy a t-shirt? Like, and this is what it's going to look like. Yep. And dude, they, they, everybody bought them like before I even had them. So I'm yep. like, that's cool. So I've made some more, you know, yep. different colors. And man, it just kind of snowballed. Like I never in a million years dreamed that, you know, I'd be, I'd be the revenue that this little company is making out of my house. It's like, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's fun. Like, um, growing this little brand, like branding is to me, like the selling's cool, but the branding is the coolest. That's the fun part for me is like building the brand. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I literally haven't taken a penny of the profits from canine athletes. I haven't taken out a penny. I just keep reinvesting them into yeah. the brand yep. and um, it's fun to watch it grow. And I mean, man, I've got customers all over the world. Yeah. All over. I shipped, I shipped an order to Omen omen the other day like in the you know like by Saudi Arabia by Dubai it's crazy to me right. that you know there's even people with athletic working dogs over there that want to buy my collars and um, mm -hmm. it's just amazing I'm blessed to, to mm -hmm. be able to do it and um, to have such loyal um, you know customers and followers and people mm -hmm. we all you know I'm just I'm the same as them that's mm -hmm. that's the cool part is like it wasn't me i'd be buying from somebody you know mm. with this, a brand like mine like because mm. we're we're all the same we we love dogs at the core and that's what makes us yep. you know who yeah. we are oh look i i agree you know um so you know just on that like i said we won't uh, keep you for too much longer but um you know like i said i i I, you know, I've got a collar, you know, I've got a t-shirt, I've got bits and pieces, you know, and I've had them for a little while now. So I, you know, certainly love it. Um, you know, and, uh, so if people want to do a giveaway, man, yeah, if you, if you, <laughs> we, we can yeah, organize we'll that. Away a gift card. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We'll do a gift card. And, um, this way, you know, someone from mm. Australia, somebody wins, mm. you know, they don't have to, we'll just do a gift card and they can apply it to whatever they want. Yeah, of course. Thank you. We will. Well, uh, I'll uh, I'll post up. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, keep a, an eye out in the uh, in the show notes, and we'll uh, we'll hook up and we'll uh, we'll we'll 
we'll come up with uh, something and we'll give something, yeah, give a gift card away. I appreciate that, man. That'd be cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so look, um, if, if anyone wants to, you know, chat to you a little bit more, uh, you know, they've liked what they've heard today, where they, they track you down, mate? Um, they can Instagram DMs are pretty popular. Uh, yep. My Facebook page, um, they can email in too. You can find, um, you can email me through the website. Uh, mm -hmm. We are caninethletes.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere um, social media wise. So that's usually the easiest way to, to catch me. And I'm, yep. I've always got my phone on me and I'm pretty much always connected. So yeah, awesome. So to get back to everybody. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I was, I haven't asked you a question, actually. We're talking about weights and uh, lifting before. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I was, you know, I think you might have listened to Jay Jack's podcast and he's like, yeah. dude, you haven't asked how many people, you know, what they deadlift, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so the question I will put to you, um, your, uh, you know, your maximum deadlift doesn't have to be today. You know, um, if you're, you know, if you're not deadlifting today, but, uh, what do you, what is it? Well, let's throw it out there. <laughs> Man, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, yeah. I used to lift weights quite a bit back in the day when I was younger, but now I'm old. All I do is walk dogs. But <laughs> I mean, deadlifting was never my strong point, man. My back's not that strong. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I'd probably say <laughs> not much more than 135, probably, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I never really went too heavy with deadlifting. Yeah, yeah, no, awesome. Um, so like I said, uh, thank you very much for, uh, you know, jumping on. Like there's a, probably a lot more stuff that we could cover today, but I like to just keep, you know, 30 to 40, 40 odd minutes, um, you know, um, the evolution of the people, the shows, uh, you know, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, um, you know, giving us a, you know, a bit of an insight to yourself, but also, you know, the uh, the pitbulls and, um, and a bit of your prep and behind the scenes stuff. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity, man, and keep doing what you're doing. I love the show, and I'm, uh, you know, it's good for it's good for the dogs, and people are getting a lot of value from from these uh, from the podcast. And if there's anything I can ever help you with, man, reach out. You know, if you need help contacting new guests or spreading the word about the podcast and that kind of thing, uh, reach out, man. Be glad to help for sure will do thank you very much so if you if you've uh, listened to us today guys and you feel like yeah, you've got some value please like share subscribe uh keep an eye out for that uh that giveaway um so today gonna sign off thank you very much <laughs>